they're back. Your favorite Jewish rock and roll nostalgia band. It's Rosh Hashanah with their greatest hits album, Sock Hop at the Synagogue. My rabbi's back is going to circumcise my baby. Are they, are they, my rabbi's back? Yes, Rosh Hashanah has reformed to bring you 12 kosher cuts of Hop and Hebrew hijinks. That guy isn't good for Jews. This album should be in every Orthodox rocker's collection. Rolling Stone gives it five stars of David. Did I wonder, wonder, who, who wrote the book of Job? Sock Hop at the Synagogue, new from Rosh Hashanah. Available at all record stores. We'll talk price when you get here. Don't pass over this album. The Hebrew. The Brit Summer Show. Let's start the fun. Turn the jingles on. As from a while back, but they're making another Rambo. He just won't go away. His movies pack him in. The guy with the dopey grin. He's muscle bound, but in the final round, every fight he'll win. The sequels were the worst, more corny than the first. It's a simple fact that the guy can't act, but he drives the women crazy with his sexy sneer. And I fear this mass of sin you will keep on raking in the box. His legend will continue. And now it's Rocky. And you know what's in store, Stallone again, naturally. When we begin to cuddle up, my girl turns out the lights and starts to pester. Be like Sylvester, she begs and begs, so I drank eggs. We watched him sweat and bleed when he fought Apollo Creed. What more does he need? Now Rocky fights the Russians Soon Rocky fights the Martians And be sure to catch the exciting match Rocky beats up Rambo I sure need a break I can't take this guy's persistence My girl and I are splitting up We'll never go the distance He earned a huge amount Now I'm down for the count Stallone again 95.3 FM, 1470, WWNN. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show. This week commemorating the 18th anniversary of 9-11, or as our almighty leader uh, uh, who sits on the right finger of God would say, 7-11. Yes, uh, 9-11, where America united as one and uh, stood united in front of the TV set and sat back down and ate a Gino's pizza roll. What better way to commemorate uh, 9-11 than uh, having a uh, so-called, <laughs> by title only, president who invites the Taliban to uh, Camp David. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you can get lower. Or, uh, maybe a cockroach has more principles than this uh, piece of crap that's uh, in the White House. Uh, I can't really, I'm on, I'm on the air, really can't say what. Uh, I'm uh, craving my language here. <laughs> Yes, 9-11, when Saudi Arabia, when 19 Saudi Arabians 
attacked our shores, killed over 3,000, and the number still mounts with the first responders still dying from the effects of 9-11. But what did America do uh, that day? That was the beginning of the end right there. You think about Pearl Harbor, and I've gone over this. You think about what happened in Pearl Harbor when factories converted to wartime, when everybody was collecting rubber, rubber, uh, metal appliances to melt down for uh, our tanks and planes and all this. Everybody united back then because our shores were attacked. But fast forward to 2001, uh, I don't want to get up. Whatever the media says, that's fine by me. Yeah. Well, it must have been Iraq. That's what the TV says. The TV says it's Iraq, so let's go there. (laughs) Yeah. That's America today. Uh, Whatever the TV says. The TV guides our minds. And it sure did back then. Iraq. Yeah, that was it. Well, Colin Powell said, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. He has no credibility. And Condoleezza Rice was on Colbert. I'm like, what? She was on there to pitch some book that she didn't write. She she rewrote it. <laughs> uh, and if anybody's guilty of war crimes and is just a criminal who never got caught, it's Condoleezza Rice, which is why I did that bit, which is no longer playable. Uh, but that was a, that normally I do my stuff with good humor and uh, observational humor. But that one was a hit piece. Because she did have African villages eliminated for Chevron to do some drilling off the coast of Africa. That was years before the Bush thing, but that was her job. And that's why they named a freighter, a tanker, after her, the Condoleezza. Yeah. With all the news about John Bolton, (laughs) the good news is Bolton's gone. The bad news is, and at the transcribing of this program, I don't know who's going to be, it's going to be worse but the new appointment by Trump, uh, who's it going to be? Let's see, uh, Kid Rock or uh, Ted Nugent. Uh, but odds are it'll be uh, one of the names on the uh, Federalist uh, list of appointments. It'll be a Federalist or a uh, a Trump sycophant. Uh, and let me be the first to say this because this hasn't got out in the uh, media yet, but I happen to catch there is video... <laughs> <laughs> of John Bolton and his mustache after getting fired. He's all alone, walking out one of the doors of the White House. He just walks out slowly, and he looks down. I've been fired. Oh. <laughs> He's like, my mustache weeps. <laughs> well, quite frankly, I'm glad to see that warmongering nutcase go. After all, it was John Bolton who orchestrated the Brooks Brothers riots in uh, November 2000 down here in Miami. That's when the uh, GOP shipped in all of the congressional aides to protest in Miami about counting the votes. And they were saying, let us in, let us in. That was uh, all orchestrated by John Bolton, who, who just so happened to be one of the vote counters in Palm Beach County back then. So anything bad that happens to John Bolton, all I can say is, Oh! And how's David Koch doing? Is he still dead? Still dead! Oh! He can't be dead enough. Let's hope he gets even deader. 
And Chucky, you want no spring chicken? Maybe Chucky is next. Oh! What is it with the Republicans? They got to get dumb and criminal. Dumb and criminal. That's all they ever have in office. Dumb and criminal. Or in Trump's case, mentally retarded. You could say GW was uh, mentally retarded. Even though he was slow. And he was a uh, another man-child who had no idea what was going on. Cheney and Rumsfeld called all the shots back then for everything. And he just would go out there and go to whatever you got to share, whatever. Because he, he, he didn't... Although while ultimately he's responsible for America's actions back then, it was all by design from Cheney and Rumsfeld and Jeb from 98 with the PNAC thing. Oh, I can go on and I don't want to bore you or nothing, but those are the facts and uh, here we are now. Worse off than ever before. And even though he canceled the meeting, well, why would he schedule it? Camp David. I was secure. Uh, it's a secure government. It's from uh, the Roosevelt days. A secure presidential retreat to uh, welcome uh, diplomatic guests and all that thing. Why would he invite a terrorist organization? Well, I just answered my own question. He loves terrorists' organization. That's why he loves the Klan. That's why he loves the Southern states. And that's why he really, whatever NRA says, he does too. So when it comes to terrorist organizations... Uh, it makes him feel like a strong man, even though he's a weakling. But uh, little weak bullies, uh, they need to be uh, fed. They're, they're, they need their egos inflated. Uh, when these pasty crackers uh, approach him, he's like, I feel strong. I feel good. Look who likes me. Look who likes me. Look what I did. He's, a uh, what is he, 73 now? <clears throat> and one of the Democratic candidates, let's see which, uh, it doesn't matter. Biden, Sanders, Warren, they're all... Well, Warren is going to be 70 years old, but they're all in their 70s, and he's going to go after all of them for their age, which in itself is hilarious. The Taliban. Oh, well, I'm going to, throughout the show, I might play some very, very dated bits, commentary bits, by the way, not necessarily uh, comedy bits, of course, from that period of time, starting with, of course... The Taliban. <laughs> In a place that smells just like a bad day at the zoo. If the come back dressed in drag, I drink every week too. Yeah. If you want to bring the search for Ben Laden to an end, it seems all you gotta do is just ask CNN. Yeah. Who wipes his ass with sand? It's the Taliban man. Ah. Hates girls but don't wear pants. That's a Taliban man. This is the Brit Summers Show online at thebritsummershow.com. Well, you're the leader of the Taliban and wipe your ass with sand. Stick it in your fat twat. 
Ben, you dead. Hayward bared all that cash you had and never took a bath. Bet you saved on shampoo that diaper on your head. Ben, you dead. Jumping across the mountains in your mama's clothes, you might just get a run in your pantyhose. Well, you're on your way to paradise, just like Allah said. So help yourself to one last cup of wee-wee. Good to the last drop. Ooh, what trouble you're in. Did I say you're in? Been you dead. Music. With Boca Brittany. Resistance is what you'll find when you commit genocide With the blueprint of Nazi occupation Iraqis try to defend their homes against us instead Of the Saudis that deserve retaliation Sooner or later, the Sunni's gonna get you The Sunni's gonna get you in the war you'll never win You leave no child behind by sending them off to die In a war that's insane and homicidal one symptom of genocide is that the people you fight With nothing to lose get suicidal Please Jesus wish God Our hands abuse Jesus wish God In we are losing Please Jesus wish God To go away And the media labels them insurgents No surprise we're despised Wash away human lives Like a box of a fabric and detergent Sooner or later The Sunni's gonna get you Sooner or later The Sunni's gonna get you Sooner or later The Sunni's gonna get you You are listening to The Brit Summer Show. Uh, just a, a personal gripe, uh, because uh, I watch Netflix a lot, which is uh, going to disappear soon, <laughs> because Disney is buying all of their shows. All of the, uh, of course, Disney now owns Marvel, so all of the really cool shows that uh, Netflix on, by the end of the year, will be gone. And once they're gone, and they, they're putting on these shows, here's what I don't understand about Netflix. They have hundreds of categories for different movies and shows and all this, but not one category for foreign language programs or, or foreign language series. Instead, what they do, because they're lacking in uh, their library, I guess, they're promoting shows from like Bulgaria, TV shows from uh, Israel, uh, TV shows from, yes, Russia, and, uh, and they're all overdubbed or they, they have uh, subtitles. And they're promoting them on Netflix as uh, real television shows, and uh, they're not. And it would be 
okay if they set a foreign language series. I'll give you an example. There was one that took place in the 1920s. I forgot the name of it, but it was supposed to be like, you know, 1920s mob style stuff, uh, which, which I like mob movies. So I tuned in. Uh, it was from Madrid, Spain in the 1920s. I'm like, well, who cares about that? You know? uh, why am I talking about this? I don't know. <laughs> what I should be talking about is this. And this means a lot to me because uh, recently, and I've said this on the show, I used to smoke up to three packs a day. I do not do that anymore. I still smoke cigarettes, but it's been cut way down to maybe uh, less than a pack a day. And I'm fine with that. But how did I do it? Well, vaping. Now we're hearing what? They want to ban vaping. People are dying from vaping. Am I dying now? Well, a couple of weeks ago I was because I had strep throat, but I no longer have that. But I am not dying before you because I vape. And the vape has helped cut my smoking way, way down. And, and I was so grateful for that. I don't have the urge when I vape. It's a, it's a nice, I guess you could call it a pacifier in between a cigarette. And I'm way too depressed and neurotic to just quit. I got to do something wrong. I, I don't do drugs. I, I cannot. I am allergic to marijuana. If I get cancer, I'm screwed because I'm just going to be, if I have to take marijuana treatment for that, uh, I'll just be throwing up all over my pumps because I can't smoke marijuana. And believe me, I tried. Oh, did I try. Uh, in fact, uh, my friend George Rodriguez, uh, he, he said, uh, it always stuck with me, it is a real shame that you can't. Uh, and it is, because I would love to. I just can't. It makes me sick. You want to put me down for three days? Give me a joint. Or put it in the brownie as my registered nurse friend once tried. Here, I'll administer it to you where it won't affect you at all. And uh, I was so on New Year's Eve and they had to uh, put my uh, passed out body in, a, in the back of a car and, and take me back home. It just does not work with me. But that being said, I absolutely support the legalization of marijuana, which will probably never happen in this state because of the villages. The villages up in North Florida, where they got three counties of 127,000 elderly old farts who will keep this uh, state red and, and uh, Nazi and right wing. Uh, if you have any hopes of this state going blue, uh, forget it. Uh, we've got three counties up there that will see to it that we will be red, at least until they're dead. But here we have the headlines, you know. Kids are dying from vaping, and I'm not, I'm not dying. I cough once in a while. <laughs> but it's, it's a great pacifier for smoking a cigarette. So what do they want to do? They want to ban, okay, vaping bad for you. Smoking bad for you. Oh, and I don't drink. Oh, I should add that to. I, I don't like the taste of alcohol. When I was pole dancing and doing all my cabaret girl stuff, yeah, I had it was free. So you got two free drinks. And, and what I drank was like a Shirley Temple. I've just never been crazy about alcohol. I mean, I'll have it in a social occasion and uh, like that. But uh, I don't do anything fun or anything wrong outside of uh, maybe an occasional cigarette. 
So smoking is bad for you. Smoking will make you die. Vaping is bad for you. Vaping will make you die. Uh, weed, that's okay. Oh, that's fine. Oh, we're fine. The hypocrisy of weed smokers to cigarette smokers has always been a mystery to me. It's like uh, I support their right to uh, smoke a joint, but yet they come after me for smoking a cigarette. Smoke is smoke. Lungs are lungs. And that's that. So leave me alone. Baby, did you hear the cigarette man telling me that cigarettes may somehow kill me when a profound discovery? Well, I don't mind paying for my butts and paying through the nose. I don't mind my hair stinking and the ashes burning my clothes. Don't mind yellow teeth and fingers having bad breath. Brother man gonna light my camel cause all the pressure is too hard to handle now. I've been smoking for 20 years cause it makes me look cool and wise. And you know if it wasn't for coffin wouldn't get no exercise. I smoke three packs a day and save the coupons. I've got a ton. 10,000 more Marlboro miles to go and I can order in I am long. The man gonna light my camel cause baby tell you it's sure hard to can them now. Just one marijuana cigarette can cause memory loss and paranoia. Just one joint will drive you to madness. It will make you pluck out your eyeballs just to see what's under the dresser. The world as you know it will cease to exist. You will enter alternate realities, like being trampled to death by fat, imperious Jamaican women. In fact, scientific studies have shown that marijuana causes polio and will make your balls shrivel up into tiny little BBs. Smoking marijuana will make you die. Really, you gotta believe us. We have to say things like that. Oh, and uh, sex is bad, too. This message paid for by the Partners Against Fun in America. Oh, oh. I'm looking for the pot. Oh, yeah. Well, it's kind of a funny story. I was invited over here for this big secret international pot smoking competition. We all came out to get stoned for a wake and baking good time. For 20 last a short while. So Say that again, I'm high. Smoke marijuana. I just told the government I had glaucoma so I could get medicinal marijuana. Yeah! <laughs> You're listening to the Brit Summer Show. You know this Andrew Yang, he put the ying in the yang. He wants to give everybody uh, this, uh, he's a Democratic candidate. Who won't get anywhere? But he's a billionaire. And if he had enough billionaire, this being uh, the anniversary of 9-11, uh, hey, billionaire Andrew Yang and also Tom Steyer, you want to take your Why not buy the Chrysler building back from the Saudis? Hey, did everybody remember that? Yes. Right after they attacked 9 11, 
They took all the money they won on betting short with the airlines and uh, the whole Wall Street uh, real estate thing. Saudis made a fortune, and that's where do-do-buy comes from, which prior to 9-11 was a strip of sand. That's all it was. Dubai was a strip of sand. So when you look at Dubai now, every brick, every uh, piece of steel used to build that city was made out of American blood. Oh, but the Saudis are our friends. Yeah. So why don't you take uh, billions of your dollars, both of you, and set up a uh, pre-96 Telecom Act progressive talk infrastructure. Not even progressive talk. Just put an uh, information network out there. Uh, not one way or the other. Just an information network. That, that, that doesn't sway to nothing. It just reports the news. Just something. Or an entertainment-based network. You know, you don't even have that on the radio. Just entertainment. Just that. That's a legacy of the Neil Rogers show. You got information and you were entertained. It was, uh, I don't know, why do you call it? Fun to listen to. All the fun's gone out of radio. But take your money and do that. And while you're at it, both of you, Ying and Yang and uh, Tom Steyer, why don't you buy back the Chrysler building? From the Saudis. The All-American Chrysler Building. Yes, it's owned by the Saudis. They bought it with the winnings from uh, 9-11. Just to poke us in the eye. Just to give us a zets. Yeah, next time you see that Chrysler Building, that icon of American industry, that's owned by the Saudis. Like Fox News, 52%. And uh, a large portion of Disney. Oh, yes. And that's why I say Florida is safe from attacks by the Saudis or the Russians. One, because the Saudis own a big chunk of Disney World. They love Disney World. You go to Disney World, you're going to see uh, Saudis. Uh, and the Russians won't attack us because they'll just be attacking themselves. They're here, dropping babies. Something I'm going to bring up just for uh, my local audience on the ground uh, that listen to 95.3 FM, 1470 WWNN. How about them Dolphins? <laughs> I don't talk about sports too much on my show. In fact, I don't speak about sports at all. Because we have four sports stations down here. Uh, no news, no information, just right-wing talk and uh, sports stations. <laughs> I think the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, they made uh, sports history last week. <laughs> 59 to 10. It's one of those things that makes me wish that Neil was still alive. <laughs> it's one of the many things. He would go... <laughs> and of course, I'd be calling him with my my Don Schuler boys. And <laughs> what fun we'd have with that. Dolphins have sucked for many, many years. <laughs> it goes way back. That is the biggest pile of horse crap I have ever seen in my freaking fracking life. Yeah, yeah, they had the two seasons where they were undefeated, and uh, that was that. So, yeah, 59. <laughs> and as I said, I don't speak about sports all that much on this show, but it does bring to mind about how well the Marlins are, the Miami Marlins <laughs> have been doing uh, during their baseball season. And if uh, the reason I'm <laughs> mentioning this is because if you looked at the end of that game, when the camera pulled back, on the stadium, there were like six people there. Six people and one Cadillac. The bleachers were completely empty by the fourth quarter. 
It was just, and I'm not a, again, I don't, I'm not a sports fan, but that was something to look at. 59 to 10. Oh my God. And by the time this uh, show airs, uh, it'll be too late, but they're playing New England next week. <laughs> Uh-oh. That will not have a happy ending. No. Miami has the Dolphins, and here we go again. Another losing season that's never gonna end. They never win, they never will, and I will never know why Sports Illustrated picked them to win the Super Bowl. And they're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? 32. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, the same old story, nothing new. The Dolphins are such losers, they really are quite lame. I knew it from the very start, I watched the Pittsburgh game. And did you see the wimpy way Nick Saban threw that flag? Standing on the sidelines, he looked just like a fag. And they're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? 32. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, their problems stick to them like glue. The Dolphins lost to Buffalo and then beat Tennessee. It's only by sheer luck that they pulled out a victory. And then they played the Texans, it almost made me sick. That stupid two-point pass play, that bumbling onside kick. And they're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Olindo Mare needs new shoes. The Dolphins can't control the ball. Their running game is flat. As for their execution, well, I'd agree with that. They're always gonna blow a lead of that, you can be sure. And when they leave the field, still has the stench of cow manure. And they're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? 32! Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, give them another shot of booze. The Dolphins have no strategy, they play like idiots. Another couple games lost to the Patriots and Jets. I think they're all retarded, it's almost like they're cursed. Ask Jason Taylor and Zach Thomas which team is the worst, and they'll say Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number, oh what the hell, 32, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, now they're through. You're listening to The Brit Summit Show. Two to one, 
That's the total attendance at the Marlins of Flotters. to see a home run at the Marlins game. You might be the only one to get a stroke from the sun watching Marlins a fly. You'll be there all alone and have yourself to home place. So you can go for a walk and have a nice talk with the guy in third base. Sports one is the total attendance. One is the total attendance. One is the Marlin attendance, cause they always lose. Listening to the Brit Summer Show, I bring up Andrew Yang because one of his issues is, I mean, aside from he's, he's, I'll give you a thousand dollars to vote for me, and from that point on, I'll give you a thousand dollars a month. Hey, kids, come on over here. <laughs> Look what I got for you. I'll give you a handout of a thousand dollars a month. Then all your worries will just magically go away. Thousand dollars a month. One thousand dollars a month to you kids step right up and give me a vote but the issue that has him most disturbed and, and, and he's uh, lashing out about <laughs> and so far in the debates it didn't come up the question didn't arise do you or do you not andrew yang approve of circumcision and of course his answer is no i do not approve of circumcision i don't <laughs> if andrew yang it never happened but if he ever became president by a fiat or sunbeam, he would uh, make it illegal <laughs> to be circumcised. Now, if I can be circumspect about that, uh, <laughs> I would have to say that that puts Andrew Yang a cut above the rest. When I was hung like a goy, like a goy, I heard my bully call my name. She said, For a Hebrew, you, you've got to look you got to She called the circumcising boy. Circumcising boy. He grabbed my tube and gave a blade a swing. And then he cut me. He cut me. I used to be real manly, but now I'm home like a gnat. I was bigger than that until the rabbi cut me. He cut me, cut me, cut me, cut me. Try to find a Jew that's hung. Jew that's hung. Milton Burl's the only one. Burl's the only one. Because if you're Hebrew, Jew. you can't be hung if you're Jewish. Can't be hung if you're Jewish. Like Bubisatskalah. My religious purity. She had the rabbi cut me. He cut me. I begged him, please don't cut me. He don't want to be hung like a gnat. 
try to grow with that Take your hand and rub me on like a gnat Rub me, rub me, rub me, rub me on like a gnat Rub me, rub me, rub me, rub me on like a gnat Rub me, rub me, rub me on like a gnat Yes, on like a gnat On like a gnat Join baby On like a gnat On like a gnat You've been listening to the Brit Summer Show on 95.3 FM 1470. WWNN, you can follow me to the other side where the listening gets fun. And uh, (laughs) I thank everybody on the ground for tuning in. And I'll be back again next week right here on 95.3 FM 1470 WWNN. You're listening to great radio. It's the Brit Summers Show. It's not the Beatles, but have some fun on guessing who this is. I got every reason on earth to be mad. Cause I just love the only girl I've had. If I could get my way, I'd get myself locked up today, but I can't, so I'll cry instead. Back when the Beatles were uh, writing hit songs and giving them to everybody. <laughs> Here, hey, would you like to try one of our songs? <laughs> and who? Peter and Gordon, uh, Billy J. Kramer and Dakotas, uh, a- any number of their friends, they just handed out. Here, here's a hit song for you. Have, have some diddly fun. <laughs> we're just a little band. <laughs> yeah, Joe Cocker when he, when he could sing on key. That was many bottles ago. So I hope you enjoyed that. The, the, the Brit Summer Show on FYINation.com, SkyhawkRadio.com, SoFloRadio.com, TheBritSummerShow.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, and of course SoundCloud made possible through the generosity of my listeners. And I thank you for staying tuned to this show, no matter how ponderous I may sound. And I have to ask Big Corporate to please stop stealing our youth away. You know, they're they're so cheap, and they can well afford it. They just don't want to pay for it. But you notice there's no new jingles anymore? Uh, like, uh, you know, the famous jingles like uh, You Deserve a Break Today by Barry Manilow. 
Add the bucket and mop. Scrub the bottom and top. There is nothing so clean as my burger machine. With a broom and a brush. Clean it up for the rush. Before you open the door. Or to shine on the floor. When we finish one dance. Jingle right. It's funny. It, they're on the beach, same as I am. Uh, <laughs> think about all the great songwriters that started out writing jingles. Of course, Barry Manilow started out with that. Paul Williams was a jingle writer for a bank in L.A. course Andy Kim who uh, did a little uh, hit song in 69 called uh, Sugar Sugar uh, they were Jingu writers and uh, they'd have nothing to do now think of all the talented musicians we have out there composers there's no outlet for them anymore there's no outlet to, because now the big ad agencies for huge corporations are just uh, molesting our music uh, what is it? Uh, Applebee's, especially Walmart's the worst violator of it. They're just taking all of our hit songs from our youth and just using them to sell goods. But the, th the thing is, there was a time when they'd hire these composers to write jingles. And the problem with that is now they, they don't want to pay them. So it's a lot cheaper uh, just to pay uh, royalties, uh, to pay the uh, usage rights. And that means the bands or the composers of these original top hits uh they get a check for like two cents <laughs> the one thing corporate does not like is creative anything creative and it's been that way uh, since uh, the telecom act of 1996 thank you bill clinton but anyway i wanted to share this with you i uh, did something last week uh that was uh i, I don't often <clears throat> go through any great lengths to promote this show, but uh, I thought, why not last week? Uh, on Facebook, they have this thing, where, and, uh, and I don't know if you, depending on what kind of a page you have, this is on my show page. They, they run these ads, uh, you can boost your promotion from anywhere from $20 to $2,000. So I'm thinking, uh, I got $20. 
thanks to the uh, generosity of my listeners. And I, I think I did it years ago when the show first started, and it was like $5, and I had $5 to do it. And yeah, it uh, got a few more listeners that way. So I thought I'd give this a shot last week for the $20 thing, which I think is a range of 300 uh, posts or something, however they work, the algorithms. Uh, So $20, I I thought I'd give it a shot and see what would happen. (laughs) And uh, I was declined. (laughs) Of course, it's big corporate, so they don't owe you an explanation on why they didn't say why but my guess is that it wasn't a pro trump uh, cult 45 thing it was just for my show and uh maybe they tuned into my show because i'm not pro trump and i don't incite violence to minorities like most of what you hear on am radio uh maybe i didn't qualify (laughs) i mean it's not a big deal i don't care I really don't care. But I thought I'd give it a shot. And I was surprised that I was declined because I really don't. Uh, I mean, if you've seen my promotions on Facebook, they're pretty mild. Uh, okay, they're politically leaning, but primarily on the comedy end. I joke around, I goof around, and I have fake sponsorships. Uh, of course, the real sponsorship here on this show, uh, the official sponsor is Ernie. All right. But online, of course, this show has no sponsorship, so I I just, each week, I put a a, uh, different business that no longer exists, which I've been doing that for the last eight years. And I I think I I mentioned in the ad, um, Oscar Levant and Bess Meyerson. (laughs) Maybe that upset them. I don't know. I don't know. If you heard my show last week, I mentioned that, uh, well, of course, everybody knows that Trump... uh, made a mistake on one of his tweets saying the uh, Hurricane Dorian was going to go to uh, Alabama. And, of course, every late-night show uh, took it from there and uh, made the appropriate comments. But I thought, it was after the show was done last week, at the end of it, like, somebody made a call. Somebody had to place a call to the head of the NOAA to back Trump's uh, insanity much to the consternation of the scientists that actually work at NOAA and the Weather Service. Uh, but I looked into it, and it turns out it's all big news now. But what I looked into back then was, since the orange uh, disease has been in office, of course, everything's in a point D and uh, acting as an administrator. And he, uh, the first one he appointed to the NOAA was Barry Myers, who was a Trump contributor and also uh, and a Santorum contributor. And also uh, owns uh, AccuWeather, which is a private weather service. And the idea behind this, along with dismantling any other administrative services available through the U.S. government, was to privatize the NOAA. And that's why he put Barry Myers in charge. But but he was replaced by uh, an actual uh, meteorologist, uh, Neil Jacobs, but unfortunately, another Trump sycophant. Uh, but he got a call from uh, Wilbur. Hello, Wilbur. Ross, at the direction of uh, Nick Mulvaney, to uh, say, yeah, whatever the president says, you must pledge loyalty to the president, whatever he says goes. And uh, even if he says the uh, hurricane is going to go to Wyoming, 
you will support his statement and uh, stand by uh, whatever insanity he, because this is, after all, a dictatorship, and your pledge to serve and protect this country is only to serve and protect Trump. Uh, so that's what I found out last week. Now it's common knowledge, but of course this show wasn't on. And uh, we have two, no, three more storms behind this one. But what I found out, in every tragedy, and every disaster, there's always a silver lining of Yuma behind it. And leave it to me to find that, because at one time I was highly paid to do that for my job. And it turns out that, if you haven't heard this already, on one of the uh, islands in the Bahamas, in fact, I think he owns it, uh, lives Sean, Sean Connery. And, of course... He survived the storm. The storm went around him. <laughs> and I, I couldn't help but think, if you're going to be in, a, in the middle of a killer hurricane and you had to be trapped inside, who better to be trapped inside with to ride out a killer hurricane than Sean Connery? Can you imagine? What, what? <laughs> and of course, the hurricane didn't go near his play. Well, he, he got a couple of uh, windy gusts, I'm sure. But considering the devastation of the Bahamas uh, and Sean Connery came out unscathed, you can only imagine that he stood out on his patio in the wind and the rain saying, Blast you, hurricane! Off with you, you bloody storm! Don't come near my home! Or else you'll find my fist in your eye. Uh, <laughs> Blast you, bloody storm! Yeah, Sean Connery. No storm would dare go near his house. Uh, so uh, he survived it uh, unscathed, and I can I only hope that uh, Sean Connery is offering his assistance uh, to the people of the islands. This I do not know because we do not have any in-depth news reporting. It's just about all, all you hear about. Of course, you know, Fox is the uh, propaganda channel, but uh, then we have MSNBC is all about... Joe Biden is the front runner by five billion points. Who's that? Steve Kornacki? That's uh, and if you look over here, Joe Biden's way ahead. If, if you look over there, Joe Biden's way ahead of the whole pack. Take a look at this. Look, Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden's uh, he, he's way behind. Now this show's going to be uh, recorded prior to the uh, Thursday night debates. I think. I think. I might. I might. Uh, have commentary after that. We'll see how my schedule goes. But we're down to 10 now, which is still way too many. And I'm waiting for uh, CNN and MSNBC to just say something like, uh, because they hate Bernie so much. Uh, Lincoln Chafee, he's the uh, front runner now. Because <laughs> Biden is uh, imploding his campaign. He's sabotaging everything that the, uh, the DNC and his corporate backers are doing. Yeah, he makes gaffes, but it's very clear that he doesn't benefit from age, as some people do. They still stay sharp and cogent, and uh, some don't. And uh, the old man is slipping, and it's just uh, very obvious to everybody that this guy, they're going to have to find someone else to back. Now, since it's a corporate-decided uh, campaign by uh, all of the major networks, AT&T and Comcast, since they want somebody, and Wall Street, since they want the a candidate that will obey everything they say, well, then you have a couple there. You have Kamala Harris. I mean, even if you hate Bernie Sanders, if you look outside and around the corporate news, 
uh, you'll find that he's still packing stadiums everywhere. And to that point, so is uh, Liz Warren. She's packing stadiums, big, big audiences. And if you look, even if you go online to all of the uh, Biden speeches, there's like a dozen or so people there. It's a reminiscent of, I hate to bring it up, but 2016, all over again, overflowing stadiums with Bernie, never got on TV. But gymnasiums and, and PTA halls that were not even full with Hillary, all over the TV. Doesn't matter. The media drives the votes. And it doesn't matter who you support. It's all about who the media supports. Now, this will be interesting because if you really took a real poll and called cell phones instead of jitterbugs and polled people 18 to 55 instead of 155 and older like they normally do, and they have a cross-section of 1,500 to 2,500 people, at best 2,500 people, if they made a real poll of 100,000 young, breathing adults, I guarantee you, I can promise you, on no uncertain terms, that it would be Bernie or Warren way in front of it and, and Biden down below. But they're, they're going to manipulate that polling and, and, and send cookies and cash to whatever pollster takes it. And uh, they're going to say, look, 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 Biden, Biden's going to do that. No matter how many times he screws up and embarrasses himself and embarrasses corporate America. I know they're embarrassed by the guy. And I know somewhere in the back rooms, in the coffee-stained uh, cubicle monkey meeting rooms, that uh, they're probably saying, what are we going to do with this guy? Everything he does, he screws up. How are we going to continue to... Well, you got Kamala Harris, okay? If you want a right-wing centrist Democrat. Don't, don't by no means call her a liberal or progressive. But think about it, maybe a Warren Harris ticket. Uh, because they, a Bernie Harris ticket. So you got to go around the corporate media and you'll find that Bernie's doing, oh, just fine. Oh, we're fine. And through, through all the news, we find out that, of course, uh, you can't avoid the headline. Palin gets divorced from Chad. Chad! You can always see the look of joy and happiness on Chad's face. <laughs> Even since the 2008 thing. Uh, do I care? No. No, I do not care. But I do care about being robbed. And then once again, once again, this guy... Rocky Mountain Karaoke, uh, I Can't Sing uh, If You Put a Gun to My Head, Mike, who's fortunate enough to get national exposure on a Stephanie Miller show, abuses it by uh, not making any effort to improve. The guy, not only can he sing, he doesn't want to sing, but on top of everything else, this is the second time he's stolen one of my comedy bits. Because of the, 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 I heard it on there because of the uh, Palin divorce, they played this. And I did this, what, 11 years ago? And here's what bugs me about it the most. Okay, it's an old saying, uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Well, that's very nice. But if you're going to steal my material, at least try to do a good job with it. I mean, I'm not in competition with this person. I'm not doing it anymore. I mean, I'll, I'll throw some quick mixes together for a funny bit, but that's about it, but I'm not going to do music beds and sings for free. No, I was getting paid for that, and that's why they came out so well. And if you ask me, I don't think this guy is getting paid. No. I don't know what it is about. It's not just him. I mean, everybody, there's uh, something called the Parody Project. They can't sing. They're not funny. 
you know, at least it, it, don't be afraid to sing. If you feel like a sissy, you feel silly about singing. If you don't want to sing, don't do song parodies. Because I got to tell you, my audience who's followed my career since the days of the Neil Rogers Show and ABC Radio today, that I spent hours and hours and hours and days in some cases making my uh, musical comedy bids. It would take me a day, maybe two days to do the music bed. And then, of course, well, it was always pre-written. I'd pre-write it, and then I'd work on the music. And then the production, of course, would take maybe three, four hours. I would be up. I don't remember sleeping at the... And you know what? I loved it. I didn't care. I was getting paid well for something I loved to do. And when you have a career doing something you love, that is a gift. And I, and I appreciated it when it was going on, of course. The radio industry is dead. There's no more outlets for that. And here's a guy who has the opportunity and the benefit of really doing something with his material and with his talent and just doesn't care. Just doesn't care. But here, listen to it again, Mike, and you, and you can see how it makes a difference when it's not a karaoke. Hailing whore from Alaska. Hailing whore from Alaska. Whore from Alaska. Married to an Eskimo. Whore from Alaska. A hockey mopping boat. Sarah stumbled through some colleges after leaving Idaho. She met a guy named Todd, who's a drunken Eskimo. She modeled in her bathing suit in a local beauty show. Then she got a gig in the media, broadcasting for sport holes. She ran to be the mayor in a town of 52. Then became the governor of a state where the girls are few. She kept the money for the earmarks that she got approved. And Sarah named her children Trick and Track and Diggity Doo. Where the bathtubs are filling up with crank in Wasilla. Or from Alaska, married to an Eskimo. Or from Alaska, a hockey mom bimbo. Skyhawk Radio, FYINation.com, SoFlowRadio.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon. It is uh, the Brit Summer Show you have been listening to. And uh, maybe I'll get another one out uh, next week and a show too. I want to thank our official sponsor of the show, Ernie, once again. Yes! For helping us out. Uh, also, everyone else who's contributed, uh, I, I value it immensely. I'm so grateful uh, for your help to get me through this uh, oinkacocked mess of uh, what I call a, a <laughs> well, half a radio show and a half a podcast. I didn't get to the podcasting thing yet. There's something that's really aggravating me, and I, I just don't have the time to get to it right now. But stay tuned for that. And I want to not only thank my contributors, but I want to thank all of my affiliates for carrying this show. And Progressive Voices, <laughs> you should be so lucky. Anyway, that does it for me, and that's how I see the world from here. Until next time, this is Britt Summers saying... How dare you do this, Mr. Speaker? I will not yield! No! I will not yield, Mr. Speaker! No! I will not yield! I will not give it to you. You shall not usurp the process, Mr. Speaker! They don't take any bullshit from him. you subject this body to trickery, uh -huh. deceptive practices? Uh-huh. Hijacking the process? 
Uh-huh. We have been here day and night for months defending what we believe. And you would submit this body to trickery, deception, deceit. It is so typical yes. of the way you conduct yourself. How dare you, Mr. Speaker? Oh! Yes, everything under the sun becomes twice as much fun with The Brit Summer Show.